Aloha, welcome everybody. This is Conscious Crypto and I'm Mary Monster, your host. And I'm so happy to have today with me in my lair, Gavin Marshall. I've called this chat that we're going to have here the wizardry way of the Golden Code. And that's because I know you a little bit, and I know that you are not just a technical coding wizard and smart contract writer and all of these things. I also know that, as we can see in the background, you have got music as a big passion in your in your life, and and you've got a very strong calling and lean into and from the sacred, um, being the heart of creation, if you like. So I would really love to share with you and hear from you how these things are weaving together in your life and your experience of coding um, and smart contract coding and, and the journey that you've had with it. Yeah. And then also, so you can start there if you like, and I might bear us off in a totally different direction later, but it would be nice to come back to the place of... Um, what is your experience of the crypto reality now? And, and what kind of impact would you like to have in it? Or what would you like to, how would you like to see it evolve? You know, what is the medicine? What is the gift um, inherent in, in the crypto reality? There we go. Okay. So I remember my very first interview for a tech job. Um, and the guy looked at my CV and saw that I'd actually been in the ministry and that I was a professional musician. And, and, and he, he actually asked me, like, don't you think that the creativity side of you will conflict with the coding side of you? And um, my answer was that actually, well, I find that coding is a very creative process and that we can envisage things and through, through this code actually create realities like that answer because I got the job um, but I've always really believed that it's, it, it feels like it's it's not just a it, it's not just a fantasy I think that is reality we we do create realities with all sorts of codes and and our, our, our ability to to move electrons around with um, with instructions that we've put into um, into more electrons um, is, is quite amazing, actually. We do create realities. And um, I mean, just like an author can create realities with words, you know, and you immerse yourself in the reality of a book or you immerse yourself in the reality of a movie. And for, for that period of time, that is your reality. Uh, we can do the same with code. And I mean, we, we, we do do it. You know, I mean, so many people are on their cell phones all day or you know, the banking systems are all run with code at the moment. You know, we we drive through the streets and suddenly the a light turns red and there's a barrier in front of us that we can't cross. It, even though there's nothing there, it, it's a symbol that causes us to now come to a stop. Um, the laws we have encoded into the reality of being human um, all create a very tangible reality and, and restrict us and also gives a, give us freedoms depending on, on what that is. So, so yeah, it's a very, very powerful thing. And I think a lot, a lot of the, the power shifted now um, to coders, to, to those who can code these new realities. Um, I mean, if you look at the likes of Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or any of these guys that have created these huge empires just because they could code, um, I mean, Jeff Bezos, et cetera. Um, um, they, they are the new superpowers uh, because of their ability to be able to, to kind of weave magic for good or for bad in, in, in this, this realm we're creating. And so for me, it's very important that we, we have this, this, this um, ability to be able to also operate consciously in the space, you know, as, um, you know, put something here, put something there, create the right amount of chaos, create the right amount of order to be able to shift reality into a way that keeps people being able to be free. And um, 
and and that's where crypto actually comes in for me and that is it's um in the space that had the potential to become incredibly um controlling i mean we've seen that even with the internet and the way that information is now manufactured and people are are um not allowed to speak their minds um, or just censored um, uh, for good or for bad, but the fact that it can happen. Um, what cryptocurrency do- has, has done is, is created that anomaly in the system that has, has created tremendous freedom for us to be able to continue to experiment and to continue to, to change and weave and shift and, and move things on a fundamental level, which is, which is really the realm of money. That's, that's, in many ways, the underlying operating system that that drives a lot of what what is created, what 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 drives most of what is done in the world today, um, is this underlying sort of religion uh, operating system, and and crypto has given us an, an in into that to be able to to start experimenting and start coding this operating system without needing the permission of the of the guardians that have not allowed us to to play in that space for such a long time so that's what makes me very excited about it. amazing so i'm hearing freedom mm-hmm. and i'm hearing um an interesting thing you said electrons and i read recently that it's apparently electrons exists in all directions and in all places simultaneously one electron exists in all directions and in all places simultaneously and they get together to create a shape because they agree to which which i suppose means that they're they're agreeing to follow a code or a shape right like a code which is that's very interesting to me and then they exist outside of time. They move faster than the speed of light. So they exist in many dimensional realities at the same time. And that's interesting to me as well with the, um, you know, you being a coder and me calling you a bit of a wizard, wizard coder. And it seems like also coming very much from the place of the heart where if money is religion, then maybe money is love you know um and then there's so, that the choice is inherent in all of that so i mean money is also technology i mean like, like just from experience i mean i come from a place of leaving religion where i was a pastor and i i then left that and um and and it's because i started questioning the underlying belief system and so i i i've experienced quite dramatically what what it is to be a heretic to question the system you know, and to 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 have alternative beliefs and to start thinking, but hang on, that's why why do you say that? It doesn't make sense. Um, and and later on in business, I found myself in a boardroom questioning the underlying assumptions. Like people will say, "Well, look, we're here to make money," and I put up my hand. I'm like, "No, we're not really. We're actually here to create value. Money is what what we get in return for the value that we create." And, and, and the answer, the, the, the way that the people would respond to me was like, that's cute. Like, don't be so naive. We actually had to make money. It was the same, the same essence, the same vibration, the same um, vibe that I got from when I was questioning the religious system. And I realized that that's because that's what I was doing. I was questioning the underlying unconscious assumptions that we make in doing business and doing everything. You know, that's like, well, it's obviously, we're really just here to make money. Or, or you go into a business and, um, and you are told that you're part of the family and you're here to change the world and blah, 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 blah. And it's all, it's all really just there so that you can make the shareholders richer. And then when the shareholders decide to do something and they want to retrench half the staff, it's like, don't worry, don't take it personally, it's just business. You know, suddenly it switched from family to, well, you know, money obviously comes first. Like, didn't you realize this? And, um, and, and yeah, it's a very, very deep belief system. But at the same time, it's also a really beautiful technology in that um, one of the reasons humans are the, I would say the main reason that we, we're the sort of apex 
predator <laughs> apex species on the planet is because we've learned to collaborate. And, um, and the reason we, we collaborate across tribal lines is because we found ways of being able to, to, to come to agreement on that there's, a, that there's a trade in value, that there's a trade in energy. And the technology that's enabled us to do that has always been some form of money. Um, and so, so it's a very, very powerful uh, technology. And, um, and I think that's also a cool shift. When you start seeing it as a technology, you start realizing, well, it can be coded. It can, it, you know, it, it, is, it, is, it is malleable. It's not this, this um, base belief system. I mean, there's that saying, you know, the two things that are true are, you know, guaranteed is death and taxes. You know, well, no, death is guaranteed for sure. And even that is questionable. Maybe we live, I you know. Um, but um, I know that this physical form of mine is going to die. But taxes, like, why has that suddenly become such a fundamental underlying reality in the universe? <laughs> you know, um, when we start seeing money as a technology, suddenly we can start questioning everything, um, which makes you very, very dangerous. But it also makes you know it, it, it creates a lot of power. power. Uh, it's very powerful in terms of being able to question some of these underlying beliefs, um, which is what keeps the rich rich and the poor poor, you know, and creates all the inequalities. Is these under underlying sort of fundamental operating systems that we don't question, um, and 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 understanding that these are just technologies and very old fashioned broken technologies that we can then are very, very due for an upgrade. Um, we can start recoding them. Um, so I'm, I'm fascinated and, and I need to kind of put it in here that, you know, the, the team that I'm working with, Elysios, we're a foundation team for, um, we have made a cryptocurrency as well hmm. and um, called Elys and our kind of mission, what we see to be our job or what we are really wanting to make manifest is a space, an environment in the metaverse, in the decentralized reality, which um, in which the, the primary currency is love and love is the currency and the currency is love and, and currency is love and money is love. And, you know, so to, in doing this, it means re, defining a whole lot of words and there's two words that you said there that jumped out to me and the one was interesting because you spoke about um, religion and now I know that religion literally as far as I understand religion religion literally means to marry yourself to a thing um, it's it's kind of like it's a marriage it's a marriage to a concept and 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 marriage has got the whole Till death to us part aspect of it and all of that jazz it's a and it's a love relationship generally as well and and all of that so that's something interesting to chew on and the other one was taxes and straight away my awareness went to hinduism and karma the concept of karma and um you know the two things that are certain is death and taxes so i thought i wonder if it's referring to karma and and this is all you know like perhaps the the line between or what we're needing to do in order to create and code a, a an environment of creation which is really and generation and regeneration and 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 education as well through the process um you know that uh, in 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 which we we you know the money and love really are that that line between the two because there seems to be a very clear line between the two society has made it such that they don't seem to relate to each other very often um we tend to oftentimes money gets judged as not being a, a true or whole or real or necessarily good aspect of love not all of the time you know but oftentimes and where you know taxes and karma like it's this is this is universal law we're talking about here so perhaps we're talking about making a move from being um governed people 
to being more kind of sovereign people, becoming choosers properly, where we now we get back at the freedom thing again. Yeah. So um, I saw a, a, a clip of a video by uh, Zach Bush recently, where he was talking about the, the belief that the fundamental essence of the universe is love. And he had a problem with it. And, and he came to the realization in, through somebody that had a vision. It was an interesting story, but that the fundamental fabric of the universe is actually beauty. And that love is a response to beauty. You know, so, so the ability to be able to, to be open to all of the beauty and that response, that resonance to the beauty is actually a response of love. Um, and, um, and with that, I would also add this whole dance between chaos and order, you know? And so when I see karma and I see law and all of that is, is around order, and then there's, then there's chaos, there's entropy, there's, there's unexpected randomness that then comes in. And, and, and you always have this dance. And within chaos, you find order. And within order, there will always be chaos. And, and this dance continues. Um, and in that is tremendous beauty. You know, art, I think beauty is actually this, this combination. I mean, if you've got too much order, you don't have beauty. If you've got too much chaos, you don't have beauty. But if you find that... That, that dance between the two where there's that unexpectedness and that flow of masculine and feminine or order and chaos or, you know, in that you have this beauty which then evokes the response of love. And, um, and I think with the money systems, when you have too much order or too much constipation, restriction, structure, where people can't move and people aren't free, um, or when you have like the Wild West and you just got people shooting each other and not, you know, taking whatever they want or, you know, um, now you don't have that in nature, funny enough. This is just a human construct. In, human, in nature, it orders itself. You have this, this beautiful dance of, of, of order and chaos that creates equilibriums all the time. Um, but we've created this artificial construct on top of that um, as human beings because we live together so closely and we so many of us now we, we create these these mythologies of, of order um, and 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 mythologies of debt you know um, around you know that you're born into the world and you've got to work you've got to give back to society which create you know there's this whole thing of I am indebted and I owe and I've got to work and I've you know um, and so, so one struggles to find beauty in that, although there is also, there's also beauty in that. And there's also beauty in the destruction of that um, and, the, and the way that we can reinvent and <laughs> recreate it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going very much into chaos now as I'm speaking because I've lost my train of thought a little. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll hand it back over to you and you can jam with whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, so would you then as a, and, and I want to lean more into the, the code environment now and start to hear more of your experience of coding. Um, so there's this ideal and, and I'm feeling like, okay, go back to the team and say, guys, we're not busy rewriting money to be love. We're rewriting it to be beauty, everybody. <laughs> update, update. <laughs> Let's update our systems. And that includes everything because love and hate are the same two sides of the same coin so they can't be different really they're, they're oneness um so so thank you so much for that um in your experience of coding and creating code that you know hopefully can can manifest into sustainable beautiful reality what do you experience when you're sitting down to to write and, and it's a big job. I mean, it's like, you're kind of like a, 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 a cosmic scribe in a way, right? It's, it really is a, a vast wizardry and, um, and, and the, the wonderful thing, one of the things I really like about the decentralized reality is, is that it's so open source as well. So people are sharing ideas and bouncing off of each other. There's a, a great sharing of information, light, frequency, and it's all, um, I, I can say things like that because um, computer people understand that it is 
light is information information is light it is frequency <laughs> i'm not being a, a cosmic mumbo jumbo chick right now when i say that so that's nice but yeah what is your experience in inside your body inside your being inside your mind when you sit down to create beauty in code so so for me i find it quite conflicting actually because for me coding is a creative process um but it's not always like that. You know, in many cases, the coders become the blue collar workers of the, of the industry. And, and it starts out creative, and then you find the business people get involved, and then they, they want to just tell the coders what to do. And, 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 and then as the team grows, and as, you know, then rules come in place, and you've got to code in a certain way, and even as a language grows, or as, I mean, even take smart contracts, I mean, initial smart contracts we were all just like winging it and they're all just cowboys like you know and then suddenly you start getting best practices and rules in place and this is the, the best way to do it and then it becomes this is the right way to do it and this is the only way to do it and if you're not doing it this way then you know and then i start losing interest actually you know and so so for me <laughs> the um the excitement of it is is when it is new and when i'm creating something new and when I can be quite free um, in, in, in doing that. Um, for me, it's quite, a, it's quite a mind shift. And I'm finding as I'm getting older, it's harder and harder to get into that space of mind where you've, you've, got to, you've got to just be so totally in the zone and you've got to switch everything else off and you've got to, you've got to almost be a computer. You've, you've got to be thinking in, terms, in, in the way that a computer thinks which is extremely logical and, and very literal. Um, and, um, and you've got to be thinking of all the possible ways that this can be interpreted or used or other people that are using it. So, so it becomes a very, very intensive mind process. Um, and I'm also finding in my own sort of spiritual journey as I'm becoming more and more connected with my body, it's becoming more work to get into my mind because my body is quite resistant to that. You know, I've realized that over the years, I've actually neglected my body. My back has really suffered from just sitting because I don't even notice because I'm all in my mind. Um, and, and so, so yeah, that's been a, a tricky process for me. Um, I'm not sure I'm really answering your question, though. Um, you know, I, I've, I, this is the thing about a lot, of, a lot of coders. You'll find that they'll usually be not that healthy physically. Um, or quite skinny or but very very much in their heads and and it's almost what is needed to to be in that space um yeah so do you think it could possibly be a an a, a evolution of the human system to explore um accessing the the flow through of code that comes rather from the mind that's in the brain but the the mind that's in the heart because I know these days we know that there's a mind living in the heart as well, right? Brain stuff, brain tissue, lots of it. Um, and then letting that, like, as yeah. an interesting concept, have you had an experience of something like that before? Or the, the mind that lives in the gut, in the, you know, in the abdomen? Um, yes. You know, um, I wouldn't say I've had that experience in coding computers, but... Um, but I mean, I've had that experience drinking ayahuasca where I've actually, I've, I've been coding things, reality and reality has changed. Um, I mean, I've, I've got like, I, I don't know how it works, but it does. Where the ayahuasca has told me just code it. And, 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 and somehow from my heart, I'm shifting realities and recoding and, and, and then the next day reality is different. Um, like in a very visceral, real way. Um, so, so um, you know, I, I think that um, if I can go into that realm for, for a little bit, you know, um, as, as humans, we've got quite stuck into a very, very small little part of our minds. And we think that that's all that there is. You know, the, the planet is just so much more intelligent than we are with, with even trees that have evolved for millions and millions and millions and millions of years that have their own conscious mind space and their own interweb net where they're communicating with each other and they're conscious and every now and again they let us into that consciousness. Um, or they feed into our consciousness, you know, so by us taking 
plants, for instance, we, we, we ingesting some of that and the, the consciousness starts coding through us, you know? And so, so I'm starting to feel that actually, in fact, part of, part of what um, it feels is like, how do we start? Um, I mean, in fact, to, to, to just, I think a lot of our internet sort of revolution came from that. You know, if you look at the early days where people were coding a lot of the stuff, you know, in, in, um, in some of the universities, they would, I mean, they would have like a, a fridge with some LSD and you could go and take some of that. And, you know, there was a lot of awakening of, 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 of psychedelics, actually, and, and the, the creation of the internet that happened almost at the same space, the same time, you know. And so, so um, it's interesting to see what's happening, you know. Um, what I do find is that in Silicon Valley, people are just very much in their heads. You know, and so the plant medicines they take, for instance, is very heady. Um, you know, and 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 part of what I'm feeling is we need to get more into the body. Um, I find that when I'm coding music, um, so so I would also um, write electronic music. That then becomes a very physical um, experience. Except now what I've started doing is moving my electronic music away from the computer and looking at actual physical hardware because it feels more embodied <laughs> um, than just this one machine that does everything. Um, which is also what I feel is starting to happen in um, the crypto space, funny enough, in, in, that, um, in that it's moving from these centralized machines that do everything. You know, a Facebook that is that is faceless. You know, you just got this big machine that you have a user interface for, and you don't know what happens underneath that. It's just this big this big world that you you happen to just get the surface of. Whereas what we've done with cryptocurrency is we've made it into small nodes again. You know, anybody can run a cryptocurrency node and actually see what's happening, see the code. I mean, you can even have like a small little Raspberry Pi that is running you know, lightning network or whatever. And so it becomes a lot more in the physical realm again. And we've, we've decentralized it from these big server farms to actual physical machines again, where, where, you know, it is now spread out amongst multiple people, um, which is what actually gives it its security, which is what, you know, what makes it so, so unique actually. Um, and in many ways, it's actually starting to, to, um, there's a biomimicry that's happening there as well. And that, that's how nature works, you know, in that you don't just have one tree that does everything. You have a forest of trees um, and this whole ecosystem that, that flows and moves, which is what you have with cryptocurrency. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. So um, in the interface, it kind of feels like creating a bridge almost i'm going to say a musical bridge um because it's interesting the parallel between music and the the rhythm and the the meter you know and and the harmony the different notes and that kind of thing composition of music and and what i imagine the composition of code to be like um you know like I would imagine that in blissful moments of coding, if this ever happens, <laughs> then it would be kind of like an experience of music playing in the head, you know, like and um, and then translating through through the body into the computer, through the fingers and whatever. It would be really wonderful to, and I suppose perhaps that's perhaps it is an evolutionary growth to allow the the mind to let go. And let the coding process become a full body expression of beauty and a dance, you know, like um, because it's 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 a bit of a thing, isn't it? That so many people who, as you said, in that world are not terribly healthy. They don't get out into nature very much. Um, yeah, it's it's it seems like there's an aspect of the. I'm going to say metaversical reality. Which, which I suppose includes um, all interactive technology stuffs, <laughs> the, where the faces are screens, oftentimes, um, even these days on, on musical instruments. Um, it, it tends to 
be a little bit greedy. There's there's some kind of greedy aspect um, prevalent in in the technical reality that doesn't want people to engage with with nature. That wants to. Have you noticed that as well? It wants to take. I've I've noticed that. Do you think it's true? Do you think it's true? true? Well, if you look at religion, you know the priests are sent off to their seminaries and the the monks are sent off to the monasteries and they're not allowed to have sex and they they disengage from you know from reality um, and they and they are now in their spiritual space you know engaging in mantras and code that is creating these 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 large egregores of, of but do you um, think it's energy. true you know that it happens or is that just a human construct do you think it's true um i think that there's a um i think that we face a lot of angst as humans and so we're trying to escape reality um and 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 the way we escape reality is either to the monasteries or to code into into these these metaverse spaces that we're trying to create so that we don't have to deal with uh, the world war threes and the oppression and all of that stuff that 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 are also illusions um we create these big mind spaces and we believe them and it's also and it's also not true you know i mean there's also part of me that looks at a tree just standing there like with his hands held up into the sky and its feet in the earth and it doesn't move it just is in perfect meditation all day long you know in this other realm of consciousness that you know and and that's like millions of years of evolution <laughs> um and i look at us human beings running around like crazy trying to do stuff all the time um so i don't know what is true in this aspect really um, you know i mean i i have found in silicon valley where i was at you know i met a lot of people um, I was at a, a seminar once and these guys were like, they spoke in math. That was their natural language, you know, and, and the one sort of common denominator of everybody at the table, except maybe one or two or three is probably none of them were ever going to get laid. It was like just this <laughs> bunch of heads that were just talking math. And it was, um, you know, now, now um, in that space, that is what is demanded of them to be able to be on the cutting edge because it is so competitive, you know, and you've, you've got all these top tech startups next to each other. In Africa, not so much, no, you know, um, and um, that's why I, I prefer to stick here um, and not engage <laughs> there too much yeah. because here we're still more connected. Uh, but that said, a lot of the tech stuff has started out of things like Burning Man or all of these things, but you'll find that the the management level ends up being connected and all of that, and and then they have a bunch of um, cyborgs that are running the show for them, um, and there's this huge disconnect, you know, where everybody isn't taken into consideration. Sure. So. If we're to, I remember earlier in our chat, you were talking about nature. And um, I know for myself, when, when I look at the, and th something I love about the decentralized re reality is it's kind of mycelium network type of behavior and potential um, in really um, supporting the evolution of the state of freedom that and sustainable sustainability of one's own free choices and stuff like this. Um, if, if we're to really begin to operate differently um, as a society, which seems to be like it's a good idea, and it's, it, we also seem to be heading in that direction, even though the, the general media doesn't say much about it. Um, when, I, when I close that book, of the general media, and I look at what's actually going on in in the world around, um, then it's, it seems that there's a, a big shift into um, a choice of, of more connection, and 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 it does also seem that the technol technological aspect of this reality that of existence is 
it's it's kind of part of nature you know and and but we've separated it somehow or or it hasn't fully grown roots yet or something like that um you know so yeah it's and interesting I also think it's, about it's that. part of our underlying operating system i mean D douglas rushkoff is actually quite critical of even the internet you know i mean the internet had the ability to connect all of us and it did connect all of us but what we see now is that it's actually creating more inequality and it's also it, it it's just amplifying all of the old stuff it, it's not necessarily and yes there are freedoms that come with that but it's 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 probably causing more problems and 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 it's because the underlying operating system hasn't changed you know and, and douglas rushkoff was saying that we it, it's like we we're operating a 16th century we 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 operating 20th century technology on a 16th century operating system. It's like trying to, you know, uh, run Netflix on on an old like you know 286 like MS DOS computer. It's just yeah. it's just um, and it's that underlying belief system. That's it's um, really that's real. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. For me, mimetically, what cryptocurrency is doing is it's challenging that underlying belief system. You know that that the um, that the governments need to be in control. That the central banks need to be regulating the money. That the you know all of these stories that we tell ourselves around around who's in charge, and and when it comes to important things like money, you need important people that wear suits and are you know skilled in understanding spreadsheets and numbers and you know there's this whole mythology around it that makes us really scared of it and don't understand it um what crypto has done is it's made like some teenager be able to trade and be you know it's just it's just turned the whole thing upside down and even though like i get so irritated with the current DeFi space because it's really just replicating the old system the players are different you know and 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 our ability to experiment and innovate and 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 bring some chaos into this incredibly ordered, boring, fucking dead system, um, you know that for me is is where the beauty is at, and and where the the, the sexiness is at, um, and and yeah, that's that's what attracts me to the space. So, in a perfect world where you've got all of your pieces in 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 a places where you feel balanced and whole and right and good and and nothing's left out you you're acting out all of your gifts and you're you're enjoying doing that okay what do you got to do to have conscious crypto vibes what do you what do you got to do to have conscious coding vibes do do you know have you have you got an inkling have you got an inkling of that so, so I went to Learning Clan um, a while ago, and um, the talent market, the talents. Um, uh, so just a, giving a, a little bit of background. Yeah. Okay. It's a yeah, currency. Yeah. So, so this is this is talents as a currency um, that I've always been really skeptical of, because like um, there's no security. Like um, in in fact. Tim um, and I had a conversation once about potentially doing talents on a blockchain. And eventually, like, I'm like, there's no ways you can do that. It's so easily, easily hackable. And his answer to me is, well, the community would never do that. I'm like, well, we're in different communities, brother. <laughs> you know, and so I'd, I'd pretty much written off talents until I went to Learning Clan. And, um, and suddenly I was in the talent market. And I'm like, wow, this works really beautifully in this small closed community, in this small closed system. And um, and suddenly, before I knew it, I was selling stuff that I didn't even realize that I had brought to sell for talents, and I could trade. And you know, trade just happened because the 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 currency was seamless, and it and it was beautiful and perfect for that context. Now, I certainly wouldn't use that for global trade or moving money from country to country, but at Learning Clan, it worked beautifully. Um, I think there are different currencies that work in different places. You know, um, there are different things that can emerge and die, you know, that are temporary, that pop into place and then pop out of place. Because ultimately, 
the currency is there to serve human engagement and transfer of energy. It's, it's not a thing in itself. It's simply that the, the capacitor that holds the energy until it, it's released. Um, and um, and so, so the ideal world for me is where that technology becomes seamless, you know. Um, and at the moment, it's not seamless. If I want to do anything, I've got to get the bank's permission and they want to know exactly why I'm doing this. And I've got to go through filling out forms and prove that I live here. And it, it, it's, just, it's just a very cumbersome system for anybody to trade in anything other than physical cash. Um, cryptocurrencies make it a lot easier to just let that flow. And right now, we're not there. It's like starting up a, a, a modem on a Windows 95 machine and trying to teach someone how to use email. You know, it's, it's, it's a mission. <laughs> it's not like, like a kid picking up an iPad when they're two years old and knowing how to play. Um, it, there's a long road before we get there, but, I, but when we get there, I think that, that issuing a currency trading will become just so seamless that we won't have this huge cumbersome um, uh, baggage that we always have to carry around with us whenever we talk about money. It's just such a heavy topic, you know, when it shouldn't be. It's actually a beautiful technology that has, like, um, empowered us. And, um, yeah, and so, so for me, that's where crypto could take us, um, in that now we have tools where we can experiment without needing to ask permission. So we can start creating some really beautiful stuff that, that flows better with humans than the previous stuff that we've had to inherit. It's like inheriting a bunch of old furniture from your grandparents that just don't fit into the center anymore. And you've got to keep it in your house because like, you know, you don't want to like offend anybody, but it just doesn't fit anywhere. <laughs> and so you end up having it in storage. That's the current system. Um, can we rid ourselves of that and just be able to flow? Um, and, and where we want to trade in curry shells or beads or in cryptocurrencies or talents or, or whatever, we're free to do that because it's useful. Yeah, that's a beautiful vision. Um, it's, it's, it's really lovely, actually. Um, and, and it's vast as well. I, I, I want to like pause to digest that because it kind of brings up images of cultures all over the planet doing different things and that being quite fine. And, you know, they're still being able to be trade which is, I suppose, where crypto comes in, because that's very much global, which is awesome. Um, so you did say, and I, I agree, it's going to take time, maybe even more than one generation. Maybe it's going to take three generations. Who knows how long? Um, what would you give as advice to builders of this space, to fellow architects, to fellow foundations, to, to the young ones who are inspired and want to enter in and start playing and exploring with new ways of governance and money systems and all of this kind of things. What would you give as advice to, um, to, to make sure that we don't just end up recreating what, what our forefathers and the forefathers before them created in, in another reality? You know, what would you... I think my biggest piece of advice would be to drink a lot of ayahuasca, San Pedro, cacao, Nipoga. <laughs> Get in touch with nature. Do some serious spiritual work. You know, um, so that is what informs you. So that you're informed by the plants who have been trading for billions of years. You know, they're trading in enzymes and electrolytes, and, and our brain, our, our body even trades with each other in terms of the various chemicals that are trading between our different organs. You know, it's all part of who we are. And so, so let who we are inform how that works, not the previous system. You know, the only way, you know, we need some serious reprogramming um, because it's, it's, it's an it's a, it's a intense spell that we've been under, you know, to the point that it could destroy the planet if we don't sort this out. Um, and the planet will sort itself out. I'm not too worried about that. But whether we survive as a human race is, is critical as to whether we, we, we are able to, to reconfigure ourselves, um, to, to, to upgrade our operating systems, you know, and, 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 and nature has provided us with some really beautiful upgrades um, in, in the form of plant medicines and, and, and the various other spiritual technologies that, we've, that, have, that have come our way. You know, so, so, I mean, for me, that's a must. 
don't just get sucked into the code space because it'll eat you up and spit you out. Um, you know, um, engage deeply in learning to understand yourself. And um, um, yeah, I think that's that's critically important. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming, but that was a really good answer. <laughs> Um, and we've got time only just for, for one more question, which I got to ask. Um, I know that there's a lot of fear in a lot of people around metaverse reality, crypto reality, taking their children away from nature, um, you know, like all of that stuff. What can we say to that? What can you say to that? How do we counter this? How do we balance this? Um, where is the place for what we are, you and I both, in our different ways engaged in here? I think it's, it's the reason we are trying to escape reality is because we, we, the information we keep on getting doesn't allow us to see beauty. You know, we, we keep on getting faced with ugliness and fear, and, and so we wanted to escape. And, and the way we do that is by creating this, this grass is greener scenario where we can escape this reality. I mean, Jane McGonigal, who writes a lot on gaming, wrote a book on gaming called Reality is Broken. And why people spend so much time in gaming, which is actually metaverse stuff way before we even started speaking about metaverse. Um, and it's because we believe that reality is broken. And so, so the key is, is to... Um, to stay fit in terms of our ability to be able to experience beauty here and now. You know, so, so to, to be able to expand our ability to feel and experience as we are here and now in our bodies, physically, in this physical realm. You know, and as parents, we can do that by taking our kids into forests and into uh, up mountains and into the ocean. and you know, really, really engage. And, and not only that, to really engage in human suffering, you know, so, 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 um, you know, a lot of the metaverse is trying to, is, is, you know, it's great for like relatively wealthy people who can afford like an Oculus Rift and a PlayStation or whatever the hell you do with that, you know, for, for people living in, you know, wherever, like, that that are living on two dollars a day like there's no ways they'll ever get there you know and and so so what's important is the compassion and realizing that we're not separate from them you know they are also us um and unless we are building solutions that will will bring everybody you know um beauty um we, we're missing the point and and we will always you know, just be a little part of us that is now experiencing this 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 fake little orgasm of a metaverse. When actually, in reality, you've got the rest of 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 um, the suffering that also needs to be be worked with. Um, yeah. So, so I think that the fear is real. It's it's a gut feel that I think people have because because we are trying to escape, and and that's not the answer. Um, yeah. So so it would be more of a process of relaxing into um, than escaping and including. So I guess it comes back to that old philosophical thing and the, the whole dialogue about this separation, separating, making yeah. the, to include the technical reality as part of nature would be. Part and, and the thing is, like, you'd be surprised, like the people that are into cryptocurrency, you know, the people who get it are the countries that their money doesn't work. So, like, if you want to send money to Zimbabwe, send them Bitcoin. I mean, they're big into Bitcoin. They, they, they understand Bitcoin because their currency is just broken. You know, whereas if you go, to, I, I try to do a startup for crowdfunding in the UK. Um, and we wanted to do it on cryptocurrency. And everyone's like, well, why are you using cryptocurrency? Why don't you just use fiat currency? I'm like, well, because your, your money works. You know, you haven't tried to get money to Nigeria or to Zimbabwe or to, you know, and, and I think that's, that's really what this technology is about, is that it, is, it has reach outside of your usual sort of wealth space. You know, now anybody can trade, anybody can raise funds for starting something because money now has reach that is, that is further than the usual systems. Um, 
And, and despite sanctions or any of the stuff that the government's put up, we can still get money around the world. I and mean, look at Ukraine right now. It's, 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 it's amazing. <laughs> um, how, how, you know, it, it, it is like democracy in its truest form where we can actually say, well, governments like, you know, no, we're doing this anyway. Oh, thank you so much for your time and all your insight and wisdom. It was a really nice conversation. <laughs> and, and I really hope that in, in your own personal evolutionary process with, with the coding work that you're doing um, in helping to kind of bring the decentralized crypto sphere more into a grounded place of nature. Um, I hope that you find that in your body as well, that you can translate, you know, that your heart starts coding and your, your mind lets go. I hope that you can find that um, and by whatever way, um, because the everything else that's coming with what you're bringing in your understanding, in your consciousness, in your philosophy, it's, it's like, it feels so good. You know, it kind of feels like being in good hands, you know. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Okay, so that's Conscious Crypto by me, Mary Monster from Elysios, and we'll be doing more of this. Looking forward to whatever is coming next. Many blessings. <laughs>